Welcome to the Dear Bride Podcast. We're so grateful you're here. We're your hosts. I'm Janelle Brooke. And I'm Terry Alfieri. We're wedding photographers, best friends, and the founders of Janelle Brooke Photography. With over a decade of experience, we have a lot to share and can't wait to delve into all things wedding with you. We hope to build an amazing community of women. So let's connect, let's vent, breathe, and empower one another. Dear Bride, you got this. Dear Bride, congratulations. You did it. You met your person. And it is not an easy road to find the one who makes the butterflies in your stomach flutter. While checking off all the important boxes one needs to determine before committing to spending their life together. But what if you didn't check off any boxes? Crazy thought, huh? (laughs) So for those of you who just got caught up in the butterflies and didn't ask all the important questions before slipping on that absolute stunner of a diamond, we have your back. So today we are here talking with one of our former brides, Justine Carino, who is also a licensed mental health counselor, and she's amazing. She has her own private practice in White Plains, New York, and she helps people of all ages navigate through difficult emotions and challenging relationships. She helps them to gain calm, clarity, and control of their own lives. She provides individual sessions couples and family sessions, and also even offers an opportunity to work with her online. So if you can't actually make it physically into her office, you can still connect with her one-on-one. How amazing is that? She's offering an amazing discount to our listeners, which is so gracious of her. So check her out at carinocounseling.com and let her know that you are a Dear Bride listener. So let's Without any further ado, let's get started. So Justine, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. I'm excited also. I'm really looking forward to this conversation with you. This is so big. So I can't even believe, you know, that there are these huge topics that really are, are their life topics. Yes. I mean, and, and you get married and all of a sudden there's, you know, this cloud over you like, oh, there's these things that we didn't actually talk about Mm -hmm. before we tied the knot and said, I do. And here we are. And now what what do we do about them? Yes. So this happens a lot, believe it or not. You don't really think about discussing these bullet points that I'm going to share with you guys. I have about five topics that should be discussed before marriage. Um, And so many couples don't have these types of important conversations until they're married or long after they're married and then are often surprised about each other's opinions and responses on the topics and experience a lot of conflict in the relationship because of it. And some of these topics for some of you listening might feel like, duh, why wouldn't anyone talk about this before? But believe it or not, people don't. And I'm here to point out some things that you should sit down with a glass of wine or when you're out on date night and just bring up casually and get your fiance's opinion on it. Okay, so what is like the number one topic that you think needs to be discussed between yourself and your your future spouse before you get married? Talk about whether or not you want to have children. Mm. And this may 
be checked on the list and you guys may have agreed that you want five kids or one kid or no kids and that's great but there's also a big percentage of couples that don't have this serious conversation and should because it is going to reap havoc on the relationship later so don't think you'll be able to convince your partner into having kids or into not wanting having kids after you're married yeah this They're, is huge yeah and a lot of people feel that way and it's probably talked about like no I don't really want to have kids or I do and the other person doesn't and you kind of brush it off with this hope that okay once we're married he or she will change their mind and I'll be able to convince them and this is not a safe thing to do because their feelings will most likely remain the same on this topic this topic is a deal breaker for many relationships and I know there have been relationships that ended in divorce because they just weren't ever on the same page but hoped eventually one day they would be. So if you find yourself in a really different page about the kid topic with your future spouse, you want to talk to a third person about it. You want to talk to a therapist to help both of you unpack the different desires around this. And this is where you would come in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because there's so many stories and narratives behind the desire to have kids or the desire to not have kids. And so many issues in relationships are perpetual. About 70% of conflicts in a marriage cannot be resolved. We just learn to accept the person for who they are and accept that this will always be a difference but when it comes to having kids or not that's bigger that's kind of like a life goal and people will walk away from a marriage if their desire to have kids is stronger wow than the relationship so it's really important to unpack this further and sometimes you know going to therapy the person might reveal some terrible childhood experience that has led them to decide not to want to have kids and maybe they after therapy decide you know what I'm open to it or maybe not and you have to accept that this is what the person desires you're not going to convince them otherwise and then you have to see in yourself is this the life that you want you know right. will you be happy with this choice to have kids or not to have kids yeah to each their own to each his own and it's and you know it's crazy because um you know as a mom and you as well yes. you know we both know um you know maybe maybe not from absolute personal experience mm -hmm. but you know that just the idea that you want to have children doesn't even necessarily happen as easily as we expect yes. and that's a huge topic in yes. and of itself maybe not for today but you know it's it's amazing to kind of paint this picture of what it is that you want for yourself in your future life mm -hmm. but also be you know unified with your spouse and understand that you know it may or may not happen exactly as you're picturing i love that you bring that up and Many couple, couples don't know that they're going to have fertility issues until they start trying to have kids. Right. And it's so difficult to go through. And you might want to bring that up in this conversation too. Like what if for some reason we struggle, you know, right. or do you want to adopt? Do you not want to adopt? Like what, when you're talking about kids, think of every scenario that might come down the road and get each other's opinion on it. 
Yeah. No, I just I, I think that it's really important because there are there really are so many curveballs that life can throw at you. Yes. And again, you know, being ahead of them, mm-hmm. right? To kind of say, Oh, well, what if this were to occur and how mm-hmm. would we handle it? Like that mm-hmm. in any situation. I mean, it could be, you know, child related or it could be, you know, it could be financial. Yes. It could be, you know, dealing with our parents as they get older and have health problems. Good it's, point. You know, these are all really big things that mm-hmm. need that to be discussed. Adds stress to a marriage, yeah. for sure, for yeah. sure. And to alleviate that stress, talk about these things ahead of time. Talk about it ahead of time because when you're in it, it's going to feel worse and be worse. Yeah. You don't talk about it ahead. And even along the lines – Let's say you both agree that you do want children. It might seem so premature, but talk about what you expect in terms of childcare. And I'm going to go into this topic a little bit more in terms of like gender role expectations and household responsibilities. But some people might intend on staying home with their kids and some people may not. And you guys have to kind of have a picture. Are you okay with your parents watching your kids? Are you interested in daycare? Do you want your mother-in-law? Like what's your childcare situation if you do want kids? Yeah. This becomes like a spider web of just Mm -hmm. so many other topics within a topic that you have to navigate through. Definitely. Yeah, so probably having things written down too is probably really helpful to just approach all of this. Yeah, I always think important conversations, I know it's helpful for me to have bullet points that I can reference. So it's important to reflect on your own time about what you want before approaching it with your partner. For sure. That's really big. Okay. So I could probably go into my next bullet point here since I brought up gender roles and household responsibilities. Believe it or not, many couples who've been in long-term relationships find themselves fighting over and over again about household chores. People are coming into couples therapy because this brings on so much strife and you Mm -hmm. really don't figure this out until you live with each other. And I even remember with me and my husband – when we first started living together, like we fought over dishes <laughs> and it sounds so crazy. It's and not. No. Literally, like I could, I did leave dishes in the sink all night until like bed, then I would do them. And he's very clean in that way. And I'm also very orderly, but when it comes to dishes, I didn't care. And he likes the dishes like out of the sink. And it's so stupid, but it really became like a power struggle over dishes. So... So many couples can really get into it with each other over stuff like this. So we have stories about who should be doing what around the house because these expectations were demonstrated to us by our families of origin. So it's important to talk to your partner about expectations and desires around the housework and make necessary compromises with each other so you both feel supported and understood. And... If you grew up in a house where your mom stayed home and your dad worked, you might have certain expectations either wanting to be that way or not wanting to be that way. But it's definitely influencing your own decision about what you want your household to look like. Um, And the same thing with gender roles. And now we have a lot more dual career families and Mm -hmm. a lot of battles in the past 
you know, women have felt like they've done the most at home. And now that they're also working, they feel like they have triple the amount of work to do. And now like things are becoming a lot more equal as they should. And you have to have conversations about the deeper meanings behind the dishes, you know? <laughs> it wasn't just about the dishes. It was about who should be doing what. And then where did those expectations come from? Why are they so important? What do they resemble? What do they mean for you? And once you unpack that, you can usually find a compromise. And you need to become a team and support each other, especially later if you do have kids. You know, there's extra stuff to do in the household. It's so funny. So my husband is a chef. Mm. So he That's amazing. It, it is. It is. <laughs> that <laughs> I'm is not gonna amazing. lie. It is. Um and it's funny because we didn't actually sit down and have a whole conversation about who's gonna do what. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like our relationship just kind of snowballed because we got pregnant right away which is you know for Mm. us I mean was was lucky I mean it wasn't even something that we were planning and there was a lot going on like just a lot of responsibilities basically being in a house you know for the first time Mm -hmm. and you know just just daily life and our jobs and my mom was sick at the time and there was just like a lot of things that were going on so I feel like everyone there was no well you should do this and I should do that it just kind of happened organically so that's nice I feel kind of lucky in that sense. That's really nice. But, you know, he does everything food related. So whether, like, I mean, I can't, I can boil water. Like, that's, (laughs) (laughs) like, that's about it. Um, But I... I don't know. I, I, I clean. I do laundry. Right. I make sure that our children are taken care of, yeah. whether it's by myself or lining up, you know, a babysitter to yeah. help us, you know, if we're both working. Um, you know, there's a lot like I do all the clothes shopping for the, basically like everything like for the girls. I feel like you manage them. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say that. I mean, he he does do things like he takes he takes my youngest to dance class. He right. takes Juliet to her tutoring, you know, that happens once a week. Like there are definitely things that he does to help. So I don't want to say that he of doesn't. Course. But um, but no, we it he just does, fell into place. Yeah. He does all the cooking. He does all the food shopping. He cleans the kitchen. Mm-hmm. He takes out the garbage. Like there are definitely like it, it's very obvious. I feel like what yes. our roles are. And if there's laundry piling up, I just know in the back of my head that's my like that's my responsibility you know if he chooses to do it that's cool and that's really you know wonderful of him but usually you know it's it's me and that's fine this naturally pans out and that's great and most of it does pan out organically but there might be things that until you're living together you don't realize trigger each other and lead to these fights and you know Don't come into it thinking everything has to be tit for tat. If you are a middle child, you, in your birth order, liked fairness and you like things to be even Steven. Mm -hmm. And if you're just like that naturally, that is going to add stress to your marriage because nothing's ever equal. Your marriage is going to have seasons where you're giving more than you're getting and vice versa. And because this is a commitment that, You're going through stages and phases of life with somebody else. And sometimes you need to pick up the slack a little bit more for whatever is going on. And that is the point of a relationship to love each other unconditionally, to have each other's back. So if there's something going on with your partner, just 
just do the dish or just take out the garbage or do what you have to do because it's never going to be fair. There is no fairness in a relationship. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. And we get wrapped up in our own needs and we want things to be fair, but you, you it can't always be fair. It's impossible. You yeah. can't keep score. You can't keep a tally about it. So, yeah. And you just pick and choose your battles. Pick and choose. Is it worth bringing up that someone left the sponge in the sink <laughs> instead of putting it on a rack or something? Like, no, just put it back without saying anything you'll avoid a fight it's not really worth it in the moment yeah i feel like the the praise hands emoji like <laughs> to just be inserted it's hard yeah. yeah i need to practice what i preach i can tell you that it's no. easier to tell other people than do it myself that's okay no one's perfect we're always you know we're always growing totally so okay no this is this is big stuff so don't fight over the dishes yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or a compromise. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of compromise. Okay. All right. So we talked about children. We talked about gender roles and how they affect our marriage. What's, yes. What's number three on your list? So the next thing I suggest having a nice long conversation about is finances. There's a spender and a saver in every relationship. And it's really frustrating Again, this was taught to us in our own family of origin. You may have been raised in a situation where you didn't have to worry about finances or maybe you were really struggling as a child financially. So we have these own stories and beliefs about finances that we take into our marriage. So you want to kind of talk about who's going to do the budget? Who's going to pay the bills? Are you sharing a bank account? Are you not sharing a bank account? Do you share a credit card? What does it all look like? You know, in my experience, you if you can learn to communicate over a pot of money, you can really communicate over everything. And so many couples fight over finances. So you want to set up a plan. Yeah. Some people get into the marriage and they combine all their finances and they're like, wow, this is so cool. We have two paychecks going into the same account and it's like a free for all and no one's really talking about where the money's going. Like I've seen that, Mm -hmm. but I've also seen people be really rigid and strict about like, this is my money and that is your money and fight over that too. Yeah. We have joint bank accounts. Like we don't actually have separate, but it's very interesting to me like when I hear couples that don't and I'm mm-hmm. always like intrigued by me that too. because I don't I don't know I don't have all the answers and obviously right. you know people have to do what's best for them yes um but it is interesting and I, I find that actually we so we have some separate credit cards and I feel like that's actually even gotten us in trouble because mm. I'm like oh wait a minute you owe yeah <laughs> wait a minute you owe yes. a, I didn't know you had a capital one card <laughs> like, yes all of a sudden like it becomes this you know like how could you not fill me in on this and exactly yeah so being on the same page about that is is really important so whether or not you have a joint bank account or separate bank accounts it's up to you and your partner to decide what's best for you guys there's pros and cons to both situations and it just takes a conversation or a few conversations to figure out what works at the end of the day you need the budget And there are so many resources that can help you budget with each other. 
my husband and I use um, what's called You Need a Budget. That's the actual name of the app. But we have it on our phones so we can see what's going on, where the money's coming from, and when. Um, and it's such a helpful resource. So even if your bank accounts aren't combined, you can still get a layout of where money is being spent. And I think that's helpful. I think that sounds really fabulous. So basically, regardless of what you choose to do, you can at least have a place where everything is laid out in one spot so you know what is coming in and what is going out. Exactly. And just keep talking about it. You want conversations to be open when it comes to finances. But also I've seen a lot, as you mentioned, marital issues come up because things aren't being discussed and shared about finances, you know, and I want to bring up debt too. People have hid debt from each other and one spouse found out that the other had like 20,000 worth of debt that they had no idea about and they were so, they felt betrayed and hurt that this was a secret to begin with. Like, why didn't you share this with me? We could have made a plan to pay it off together. Like, they just felt like, what else are you hiding? Mm -hmm. Um, So you want to lay the debt out on the table and create a plan of how you plan on getting rid of it and what, you know, just what are the finances going to look like? And it's never really talked about until after the wedding. And I think it's important to talk about it before. Just have a game plan, have some kind of idea. Yeah, and just lay it all out. Lay it all out there. No, no, I agree. I agree completely. <laughs> Says the one with her own separate credit card. <laughs> Listen, I well, what I mean, works works. So yeah, and it's okay to have your own separate credit card too. I right. have my own. My husband has his own, so I have to agree with that. And I'd say the benefit is buying each other gifts. Yes. And then you know, like, oh, he won't see what I got him. I know. And a part of it was just that's the way it was before we were married. So we just kept it that way. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. Okay. So what's so what's number four? Talk about how you want to spend the holidays. I okay. think, you know, before marriage and maybe even while you're engaged, you can still get away with – I'll go to my family for the holiday, you go to yours, and we'll meet up after. Or you could still do things separately if you wanted to. But then once you're married, the expectations kind of change, and both sides of the family want both of you there. And then later down the road, if you have children, you know, they want to see the children on both sides. There's a lot of couples who have different religions and different holidays that they have to split up to. Sometimes they fall on the same weekend like Easter and Passover this Mm -hmm. past week or so. Um, And some people have to travel, so they have to figure out how we're going to do this. And there's going to be a lot of outside influence from in-laws about how it should be done. And you should really just talk to your partner first and kind of get their opinion like what their favorite holiday is which holiday are they more willing to sacrifice or give up or do you want to rotate year to year go to thanksgiving one year with one side or the other if you live close to your in-laws it makes it easier can you split the day so you want to have all of this discussed ahead of time um and set the boundaries with the people you need to set the boundaries with because your in-laws or your parents may guilt you Oh, you've been at our Christmas for 35 years and this is the first year you won't be there. And it's hard. It's really hard. And what about starting your own traditions? Because that's... I love that. 
Yeah. I mean, now you're a married couple. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're buying a house together. And, you know, all of a sudden it becomes important to you to host a holiday or start your own tradition. So that's big change. I agree. And family members might have feelings about that too. You know, if your mom has always hosted a holiday and now you want to host it, she might be insulted. Yeah, no, that's a hard thing. Or maybe relieved. I mean, I guess it could go in either Either direction. Like just to give her a little bit of a break. But, you know, and that's the whole thing, you know, talking to, you know, these family members and trying to, you know, just, I guess, like in a positive way, you know, let them know that this is something that's important to you, that Mm -hmm. has meaning, that, you know, you want to you know make happen and like I said just like start these these new traditions yeah and I know some families that will do like Thanksgiving on Thursday but then that Friday or Saturday they do a separate Thanksgiving mm-hmm. with the other side of the family like there's ways to work around it that feels good but That's you good can't idea. please everyone and now you're starting your own family unit with your spouse and you guys have to decide what's going to work best It's a lot of communication. I feel like communication is key. Like that is such a big important part of it. Yeah. That's like the undertone I feel like of this whole topic that we're talking about today. Like we can go on and on about the things that you need to discuss with your spouse. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not communicating these things, like nothing can change. And you know what? I'll give everyone a little tool. So I'm being trained in the Gottman method. It's a certain type of couples therapy. Mm. And they actually have their own app in the app store called the Gottman Love Maps. And you can like sit down on a Friday night and ask each other these types of questions. So if you can't think of it off the top of your head or it feels like awkward or uncomfortable, it's like a little game you play where you swipe and you ask each other these types of relationship questions and you learn a lot about each other. That sounds really cool. So wait, say that again. What is it called? The Gottman Love Maps. Okay. It's an app in the app store. Okay. Look it up. We're going to have to check that out. Totally. Thank you. You're welcome. So I think I have one left here. Yeah. Number five. Number five. You're right. Talk about your life dreams with each other. And it sounds kind of corny, but I think it's really important because – We all have personal goals, whether they're for career or lifestyle or how you want your family to look. And it could be very different than what your partner wants. So it's important to hear about it and learn about it. Sit down and devote time to sharing your biggest dreams and what kind of traveling you want to do. What are your plans for retirement one day? How do you see your life in 5, 10, 20 years? Um, Because you want to be able to keep each other in line, you know, and if you notice your partner going off track with their own career goals, you might want to bring back like remember that night you told me you wanted to create your own company, like now's the time to do it. What are you waiting for? So you're each other's cheerleader. And you also want to know how to support each other and what to expect. Because your life goals don't need to be sacrificed for anything. And you want to be with a person, a partner that is on the same page with it and there's so much resentment when you don't go after your goals because of your partner if your partner's holding you back you are just going to resent them and that is going to create a big rift in the relationship so it's important to know about it going into it yeah but sometimes there's 
there's just unpredictability in our careers, right? Yes. Like for better or for worse. So you could be in a situation where you have this amazing career and all of a sudden they want you to start traveling. Right. They want to promote you like within, right. you know, the company. And all of a sudden that is going to now take you away from your life and your mm -hmm. roles at home, right? Or yep. maybe you even have to relocate because of a promotion. Yes. Or what happens on the total flip side of all of this where you lose your job and, mm -hmm. you know, and then you have to deal with, you know, with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So much stress and... To tie that back into finances, I have like an obsession with Dave Ramsey. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yes, yes I do. <laughs> his debt snowball and all his baby steps. And I think they're really awesome because anyone can learn how to do them. But he talks a lot about having an emergency fund, especially mm -hmm. for something like that, where if someone loses their job or some type of financial burden comes your way, to eliminate future stress, you want to have some kind of emergency fund put in place. Finances are stressful, so you want to have something to back you up. You want to have like a nest egg of some sort. Exactly. The or a just high limit credit card. <laughs> high limit credit card. I don't know. Exactly. I, I may or may not be talking about personal experience. <laughs> I think we both are. And yeah. that's okay. But no, that's that's really good advice. And that's not something that anyone tells you. You right. know, I mean it's funny. Like there are so many things in life that nobody tell you tells you. But these topics, these, you know, these top five bullet points are they're really important to discuss. And I've thought of them because I've seen the results of them not being discussed. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be helpful to just prioritize these conversations before the marriage. Um, also expecting not to change the person once you are married. You want to know these opinions because we often think we'll change them. And you're not going to change anybody. You can only work on yourself. So it's important to go in it with certain expectations and knowledge about your partner. You can't push your own ideas. You have to compromise. Marriage is hard work. So in having these conversations, maybe a fight breaks out. Maybe you have two different opinions. That's okay. You are in a relationship that you're going to compromise for the rest of your life. You are two different people with two different families different beliefs about the world, different narratives about lifestyles. So you aren't going to agree on everything. So it's important to learn how to have these conversations correctly without criticizing each other, without putting each other down, and just telling each other how you feel and how you're willing to compromise on these things. I love that. I love that. I feel like you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, these might not be the easiest questions to ask, but they are definitely easier to ask before you get <laughs> yes. married rather than after. So agreed. I agree. Well, thank you, Justine. I really appreciate everything that you said. And um, for brides that are listening, don't forget to ask these top five questions to your partner. And again, at the end of the day, just remember that you've got this. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I hope you learned something that will help you on your wedding planning journey. 
please check out our website at www.dearbridepodcast.com for photos and a full recap of today's show. You can also connect with us on social media at Dear Bride Podcast. And for more episodes, please be sure to subscribe on iTunes. And your reviews and cheerleading skills are so appreciated and will only help us to deliver content that you want to hear. Until next time, ladies, thanks for listening and thank you for your support.